are Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, October 7th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that, uh, you know, made it through that draft. That was a long night. <laughs> I am just relieved to not have Craig Button yelling at me anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was intense. To keep up on all of the Flyers news, including draft news of our newest prospect, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, honestly, wherever. So subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about our newly drafted prospect. And uh, then we'll answer some mailbag questions and wrap up with our Flyers fun thing. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Tweet us any of your questions or your reactions to last night's draft. And if you don't have Twitter, no problem. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So the Flyers stayed pat at 23rd overall and picked Tyson Forrester. Before we get into all of his stats and quotes about the type of player that he is, what did you think of this this pick? It was a little bit of a surprise, I think, just because you looked at all the predictions and there were a couple of guys left on the board that, you know, experts, or I'm air quoting here, had said that the Flyers might take like... Gunler and even Perot, who went later. But I think that if you're looking at the Flyers' needs right now, which is a winger who can shoot and scores a lot of goals, this is your guy, right? You just have to kind of ignore the downside at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, I was completely surprised by the Flyers. And I mean, after looking just like a brief look into Forrester, which it's like crazy because I didn't even like he wasn't on my radar. He was like, I I mean, I look through a ton of prospects thinking about who the Flyers could pick, who was the right fit, who did I want? Um, and I I honestly did not have Forrester on my list. So this was a surprise. But you're right. He is a goal scorer. So Forrester, he shoots right. His position is center wing, um, and he plays for the Barry Colts. He's about 6'1", give or take, um, and then give or take around 194 pounds. So he's he's a big prospect. In his season with the Colts, he had 36 goals and 80 points in 62 OHL games. And after the Colts traded Ryan Suzuki on January 10th, Forrester went on a 13-game point streak to close out the season with 33 points in his final 25 games. So the biggest thing about Forrester is that, I mean, the kid can shoot the puck. I, the first thing anyone says when you read about him is just his shot. Um, they say it resembles a little bit of, or it resembles a little like Alex Ovechkin when you watch him. And he just pounds one-timers from the circle and truly just beats the goalie clean. So obviously, that is something Flyers fans should uh, should be happy about. 
but he's not one-dimensional. He's also a really good high-end passer who is just able to find his uh, teammates pretty consistently and effortlessly. So they say that his bread and butter is really just the power play. He really tends to dominate that. So all positives when you look at that, but there are some questions to his game. Uh, one uh, scout uh, said that, you know, in the OHL, he led the OHL in power play goals at 18, which obviously is, is a good thing. He can score goals, but that's almost half his goal production. And so they question if he's too dependent on special teams, um, if he can transfer that over into five on five to be more consistent that way. They just have a few questions um, about that because his half his goals were on the power play. And then something that you will see in every scouting report is mention, mentioning his skating. Um, some say, you know, his, his first three strides need to be better. Um, but a lot of them say it, it's, it's fine. It's just not NHL ready. Um, and if he can improve on that, then, I mean, they absolutely think that he'll be able to put everything together. But as of right now, that is a concern. Um, a scout said uh, that he's a very smart player with a world-class shot and a lot of skill, but it's hard to get past his skating. He's behind pace in the OHL. So with that, Rachel, what, what do you have to say? Yeah, it's, um, it is a really interesting pick because a skating project is, does not sound ideal up front, but if it's solvable, then this kid seems like a really great option. And, you know, looking at the draft board overall, they're above the flyers. There were so many picks that were reaches in terms of rankings. And, you know, you, if you look at the aggregate rankings, you know, the highest he was ranked was at 22, but the lowest was 40, not much lower than that. So it was a pretty tight range. And so 23 is not out of the realm of possibility for him to have gotten picked. So I think that bodes well in terms of what people think of his potential, which means I think that the Flyers have looked at his skating enough to think that it's fixable. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, you talked about where he was ranked, and Promen ran- had him ranked at 37th, and Wheeler had him ranked at 34. So yeah, I just feel like it it really went all over the place. That's what we kind of expected, um, just because you could find a player ranked at 20, and then in another draft ranking, he could be ranked at 62. So. You know, overall, I'm I'm really happy with this pick. I think I'm surprised by how much I'm happy with it because it, it kind of came out of nowhere. But I do think that the Flyers got a, a prospect that really filled all their needs. And this was a goal-scoring prospect, just a guy that really just shoots the puck. It's something that the Flyers needed for years. I, I might get a little dramatic and say at least a decade, but... I mean, finally they filled it. So we shall see. I think that, like you said, if he can put it all together, this is a really, really good pick. And the Flyers definitely do their due diligence. So, you know, I don't think the skating could be as big of a deal as a lot of the other scouts are are making it. I know that in this draft, there were a lot of really good skaters. So I don't know if that maybe tilts it like in their favor versus in uh, Forrester's favor. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a definite, you know, we shall see. But at the same time, like you said, I just have such confidence in the Flyer scouting staff and that if they didn't think this was fixable, that they wouldn't have picked him. Yeah, I said it a little bit before, but I mean, we were expecting the Flyers to be very, very conservative, (laughs) you know, Um, and I don't know if I, I would say this is a conservative pick. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I would put it somewhere in the middle. Like, there's a little bit of risk to it, but not a ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's a really good way to put it. Um, so overall, how are you feeling? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. I think that, you know, because there was a lack of focus on him as a potential Flyers pick, I think, you know, across the board from people who were just talking about players in general, that, you know, there's some work to do in terms of research on him. But I think that I'm looking forward to it. And I'm excited to to learn more about him and just to get to know him as a future Flyers player. Yeah, me too. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you do to adapt. Lives of the Stoic, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. You know, Rachel, talking about draft prospects and the Flyers is super fun and pretty easy because, I mean, honestly, when am I not talking about the Flyers? But talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. And while we may not be the best people to talk to, we're still talking about it. And if this pertains to you, the people at Roman are your best bet. Roman provides real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. To get started, it's simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, Rachel. So let's get into some questions, but like draft edition. So there was, (laughs) there's a lot of things going on in that draft last night. So the first question is, were you surprised by how the top five shook out? Not entirely. Uh, I was very pleased to see Quentin Byfield go at two instead of three that some people had him ranked. I thought he was definitely the second best player available. And then Tim Stutzla going third made perfect sense. Lucas Raymond was like right in that wheelhouse of the four pick. Jake Sanderson was a little bit of a reach, but, you know, Ottawa has three picks in that round so for them to be a little bit more targeted positioning wise 
seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think after getting Stitzel, um, you know, they could be that. They could uh, be that way. Um, and I agree with you, especially with Byfield. I was so happy um, for him. He just seemed like his whole family when they jumped up. It was just it was so nice to see. And apparently he wrote uh, the Kings a, a thank you letter. I think for drafting him. So (laughs) that's just so sweet. You know, like you never hear that. That's very sweet. So, yeah, I I wasn't surprised either. I I think I think all of those picks made sense, you know, especially when after the the second and the third picks were done. I think um, I think that kind of made sense. I was expecting Detroit to go a little bit off uh off grid or go you know pick a a unique pick like they did last uh, season but um Lucas Raymond made the most sense to me so I agree with you there if the Flyers had a Philly icon announce their pick who would it be oh that's so tough I mean I would have liked to have had Gritty make the announcement (laughs) (laughs) I think I think that would have been fun but Obviously, you know, they were honoring a, a member of the scouting staff. So I thought it was absolutely appropriate what the Flyers did. But if they had the room to have fun like Ottawa did with Alex Trebek, God, I I don't know. Like maybe a Sylvester Stallone as Rocky. I think it would have been fun. <laughs> that was going to be mine. <laughs> That's exactly who I was going to pick. It makes like no sense because it's like, a fictional character and he's not from like you know what I'm saying so but I know it makes no sense whatsoever but it would have been bonkers so iconically Philadelphia that like yeah I could see that and that would be hilarious um we'd probably get roasted because again fictional character but that's all right you know we've Philly we've taken a couple hits before it's fine <laughs> uh was there anyone who fell in the draft that surprised you? I mean, I think the biggest jump down was Hendrix Lapierre, who mm-hmm. went to the Caps at 22, right above the Flyers. And there were, you know, in all aspects of his scouting, it seemed like he's an amazing player that he had just had some head injury related issues. And so that was the big risk there. And it just seemed like nobody wanted to take that risk until it got to the 22 slot. But he could have gone much, much higher, I think. And then I I think Jacob Perot dropped much further than I thought. Yeah. So those were the two that were noticeable to me. Yeah, you know, I was really surprised uh, Jacob Perot uh, was still, like, available to the Flyers uh, when they picked. Because I, I don't know, I just like, assumed he would be drafted high, higher. And I'm really, that was the one thing that baffled me. Like, I think with Hendricks, you can kind of understand why teams might not have taken that pick. Um, especially teams that, for a lot of them, only had one draft pick in the first round um but yeah I was I was a little bit surprised with Perot and um but it was a weird draft there were some drafts like I mean Columbus the the player they drafted I mean 
I never heard of him. And I think that like, it was like out of, um, scouts in the top 100, they didn't have him ranked there. So that's, it was definitely an off the wall pick. All right. So were you surprised that Nashville took the goalie? I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Yaroslav Askarov at 11. Yeah, I was totally shocked. I did not think Nashville was in the market for drafting a goalie this high. I I was very surprised. And I I think that, you know, conventional wisdom said that he was either going to get picked by the Devils at seven or the Hurricanes at 13. So when he went at 11 to Nashville, I was just like, what is happening? (laughs) But it's, you know, it's not, you know, out of the realm of possibility here that they're thinking that they need a solid goaltender sooner rather than later and that they think this kid is gonna make the jump to the NHL much quicker than your typical goalie prospect you know especially with you know he's phenomenal and we saw him at world juniors last year so you know he is very close to NHL ready there's no doubt about that especially you know playing in the KHL he has such good opportunity to have really good competition to play with and against. And so, you know, I don't blame them. That's for sure. But again, a little bit surprising. Yeah. I was not expecting like Nashville to be a team that needed goaltending. I guess this just solidifies that like the door is kind of closing on Pekka Rene, but I mean, good for them. I they, I fully expected Carolina to pick him. Um, But you're right. I mean, he's a phenomenal goaltender. And I've seen people say that he's going to be, he should be in the NHL in two years. And I do not doubt it because you're right. Like he's, he's facing tough competition in the KHL. And I think that he's poised to translate that over into the AHL and the NHL pretty quickly. So It'll be interesting. I wonder if your uh, UC Soros gets a chance because, like, this kid might come out of nowhere and take his starting position. So, hats off to Nashville. I was not expecting that. What was your biggest surprise pick overall? Not necessarily falling, but biggest surprise pick. Um. Well, I will have to say probably Columbus's pick, just because I was so baffled. I, I just didn't know who Man, this everybody kid was. was. Yeah, and I, I just was really confused. Um, but then again, I, I could also e- equally say the Flyers because I had no idea. This is gonna sound so bad, but I had no idea who Tyson Foster was. <laughs> I did not know anything about him, so that was a little shocking too. What about you? Yeah, definitely Yegor Chinnikov from uh, Columbus. Uh, mm-hmm. The highest I think he was ranked in anybody's rankings was 93, and the lowest was 217. Yeah. So wide range, not a lot of information about him out there because not a ton of people had him on their boards at all. But apparently he has taken a big leap forward in this current season in Europe, and so people are think he's on a trajectory to improve really quickly so 
I mean, who knows? Columbus may have gotten a steal here, but we won't know for a while. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I hesitate to make fun of them for this pick, but we shall see. Yeah. I hesitate to make fun of anyone in the Metro's pick because that could easily mm-hmm. come back and um, ruin my life. So I will be silent on that. <laughs> You know, Rachel, one thing that is not surprising is how much I appreciate DoorDash. Now, DoorDash allows me to stay safely inside while getting food from all of my favorite restaurants around my community. Like if I want Chinese food, if I want pizza, if I want Thai, there really is something for everyone on DoorDash. And like I said, you can continue to support the restaurants in your community safely. And there are thousands of different options open for delivery on DoorDash that really need our help. Yeah, and I have reached my limit with cooking. I just can't do it anymore. And so I rely on DoorDash to get me dinner a lot more than I used to. And they bring the food that you want to your door right now. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and then you'll get contactless delivery dropped off outside your door. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S. and Puerto Rico, Canada, and even Australia. You can support your local restaurants, or you can choose from favorite national chain restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, and right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, so we talked about Lapierre a little bit earlier, but looking at him from a Flyers perspective, if he was available for the Flyers, would you have picked him? I just don't think the Flyers would have taken him with that Mm. kind of risk, just having Nolan Patrick. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't think that they want two players like that. Yeah. I think if Nolan Patrick weren't there, they would have taken the risk. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, if I'm looking like as if I'm the Flyers, I, I probably would have taken the the risk just because, I mean, when you look at this, like there's no way that you would have thought he would be available at 23rd overall. But, you know, if if I were the Flyers, I, I probably would have done it and taken the risk on him kind of like the, the Capitals did. And But looking at the Flyers... <laughs> how they actually are. I agree with you. I don't think they would have done it. Um, But man, I mean, the type of player that he has the potential to turn out to be is just very enticing. So I I don't know. I know that, you know, it's hard because you really haven't gotten, you didn't get the chance to have like your health professionals look over him. And I know that's something that the Flyers did when um, Nolan was drafted um, because of his injury history. So that definitely does put another tick in the in the the against box. I I could see why. Um, But man, just looking at his highlights, (laughs) the Caps got a good one. Can you believe he's in the Metro? Oh, man. I, I will say, though, 
this draft, at least for me, I had a little bit less anxiety about like other teams picking good players. Like normally I just kind of get upset all the time about, oh man, that team got so-and-so and that team got so-and-so. And I think it really helped that both the Islanders and the Penguins did not have first round picks. So we really only had to worry about the Rangers and the Devils. Um, Carolina's pick was, you know, it is what it is. They they only had the one pick. You know, the Devils and Rangers had multiple picks. And Columbus obviously went out on left field, like we talked about earlier. So I feel like this was sort of a, a slightly less stressful draft, even though the Rangers had the number one overall pick. <laughs> Um, in terms of, you know, feeling like the Metro got completely stacked because, you know, I, I don't think the Devils did especially great in this draft. And, you know, the the Rangers, I think, took a little bit of a risk with their second pick uh, with the mm-hmm. defenseman that they chose. So yeah. I'm, I'm not feeling yeah. like the Flyers got like behind the eight ball this this time with the first round, at least. No, I think that's fair to say. I, you know, I'm just worried about every team. Like, I guess every team but the Devils. Because like you said, I don't think the Devils um, scare me at this point. But the Rangers, man, like, they were talking about it. And just 2018, the Rangers, like, released that letter where it was like, yeah, we're rebuilding, so don't expect to be good anytime soon. And... I think they can expect to be good pretty soon because all of the prospects that they've hoarded and drafted, they just make me very nervous. And, But I think the Canes make me a little nervous. It just seems like everybody comes to the Metro, whether it's first overall draft picks or free agent <laughs> players in free agency. I just feel like the Metro is just, it's such a hard division. Yeah, and it's only going to get, more difficult so (laughs) yeah I'm just thinking about the future because I think the Flyers like no matter what I mean I'm comfortable where they are right now um and I just think that they're only they're only going to get better and so I just don't want other teams to get better as well (laughs) like stay back there Canes and the Rangers like this is our time yeah so were you surprised by all the trades like I, this it came in the later half of the draft, well, but I mean Calgary was moving. Yeah, they're just like, well, well, it doesn't matter. We'll trade down and pick up a few more third rounders. Why not? Or there was like a couple third rounders yeah, which, and a couple fifth rounders. I think they got. Yeah, and I was just like, that's normally not the way everyone goes. They're trying to go up, not down. But yeah, Calgary was definitely busy on the phones. Um, and they wound it up with a great like... pick, so in Connor's area. So, yeah. you know, I think they actually look really good. Yeah, that's true. That's very fair. And it's also, I mean, we'll have to see what they pick today. You know the the first uh, the first round. I think every team that picked was going to get a, a quality prospect. I just because there was just so many to choose to choose from. It was a really deep draft. I think that was. I was surprised by how true that that claim was. Yeah, which surprised me that people were trading 
up with Calgary just because you were going to get somebody (laughs) of a similar range no matter what. So what's the point of trading away draft picks? I mean, I I just can't imagine being so zeroed in on one of these particular guys. If you're anywhere between, like, I don't know, 16 or 17 and the end of the round, I, I just can't see trading up for somebody in particular in that range. But, you know. Apparently other teams did, so. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they just got bored kind of like we were. Because I think it was like at, on Twitter, everyone was demanding a trade. And it happened. It wasn't a, um exciting trade. Um, but it did happen. When they announced the, that there was a trade, did your heart start pounding thinking like, oh, gosh, is this is the Flyers going to move Shane Goss's bear? What's going to happen? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly more curious about how round two is going to go today because there are so many quality players that we've even talked about on this show that are left available. And so are the Flyers going to trade up in round two? That's very, that's a really good question. And we will have to see. If they do, we'll definitely talk about it tomorrow. (laughs) It'll give us something to talk about, but man, I'm nervous. Uh, So our Flyers fun thing, surprise, surprise, it's Tyson Forrester highlights. It's a long video. It's like about 14 minutes. But I'm telling you, if you have no idea who Tyson Forrester was before the the Flyers drafted him, you're going to know after watching this clip. His shot is very, very, very good. And I'm excited. I'm trying not to get too excited because, again, like we talked about his skating, he's going to need time to develop. Like, the way that the Flyers develop their prospects, I think this is someone that we should be excited for. All right, with that, thank you for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow to recap what the Flyers do today. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send us in your questions, uh, mailbag questions, comments, draft questions, and draft comments. We're always here for you on Twitter, at LockedOnFlyers, or by email at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the most recent episode of Locked on NHL.